y'all. Welcome back to another episode of Making Moves. I'm here today with content creator Mario Selman. Yay. Yay. Thank you for having me. Thanks so much for showing up in your most gorgeous hoodie ever. Thank you. I'm, I told you already I had to do something for you since it's so early in the morning. You're giving everything. I'm doing it for TK. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> well, I'm so honored you came on the podcast because I was researching the hell out of you and you don't go on many people's podcasts. It's true. It's mostly because um, I'm scared of the things that come out of my mouth most of the times. Oh, really? I don't think before I speak. Okay. Today, I'm going to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big goal of mine. <laughs> okay, so you live in Los Angeles. Well, yes. And you were born and raised in Boca? <gasps> Not born, but raised. Okay. Oh, yeah, you were born in... Chile. I don't want to say it. No, you got a girl. You got a girl. girl. I love it. Chile. Yeah. Did I say it right? Like actually slayed it. Yeah. (laughs) Full slay. Wow. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm really proud of myself. You're Latina. I'm literally (laughs) Latina. You're literally Latina. (laughs) Okay. So you were born in Chile and then you moved to Boca Raton. Yeah. When I was like seven years old with my family. A lot of retired people. Ariana Grande was born there. She was? And then I came out of there. So that's the that Boca tracks, Raton lore. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> what was it like growing up there? Very calm. Um, I also, I don't know. I When I talk about my childhood, it's like a roller coaster of things. Because like gay, Hispanic, new country, new language. I'm like so many things were going on. I don't even know how it was. But it was like nice. I went to good schools. How old were you when you moved there? Um, Like seven. I mean, that's crazy. Is it? Probably. Yeah. Potentially. I mean, I was born and raised in Bloomington, Indiana. So do you have like one? And I'm white and speak English and I'm American. Like, do you know what I mean? Like the fact that you (laughs) literally like went through all of that as a a child is so impressive. That's what I was going to ask. I'm like, do you think that you growing up in one place, one thing like. I mean, change is hard normally. Yeah. So when you get used to something, I think it's a lot easier to grasp onto things. And That's do you know what, what I was. mean? Yeah, I had to translate like in school, like when we had to talk to the principal and stuff. I had to go into the meetings with my parents so I could translate for them. I'm like, oh my god, I y'all can I get a translator? I'm literally seven I or eight. Can't or even imagine. But so happy, and I went to high school of arts. Like I. Oh wow! In, wait, I'm talking fu- fucking way too much. But in middle school, I, <laughs> I got mean, like it's a podcast. <laughs> no, I know. In middle school, I got scouted by my chorus teacher, and she was like, "You're really talented. You're really good." And I was like, "Wait, what?" And she was like, "There's a high school of arts 45 minutes away. Let me talk to your parents in West Palm. So you can audition." Yes. <laughs> I did my research, Mario. You know where I went to school? That's insane. Okay. Um, and that's insane. I've had a podcast and I've never done that much research. Okay. <laughs> She talked to them. I auditioned for the school. I got in, and then I got on YouTube and then left the high school. But anyways, left to the childhood. It was fun. It was good. Okay, so when you were seven, you moved to Boca. Yes. And were you only fluent in Spanish at that time? Yeah, but I was also already learning English at, like, a private school in Chile. Okay. So I th- I think I came in knowing some. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And do you remember a lot from living in Chile? No, mostly just, like, a mountain. With, like, clouds in my house being, like, kind of at the top. And then we'd have to drive down for school. Okay. And have you been back since? Yes, I have. And it was the most <laughs> amazing experience of my life ever. Wow. Ever. When did you go? Um, Like, peak musically. Okay. So, peak, peak like, just Oh, my me. gosh. So, were people swarming you? Like, crazy? I've never had an experience like that in my life. And I went to a mall. And I was like, hey, guys, I'm in Chile. Like, I want to see my Chile people. Like, on your whatever. On musically? No, on, like, Snapchat probably. Okay. Or, like, Instagram stories. Yeah, yeah. Something just, like, so, um, like, regular, normal, uh-huh. and day-to-day. And 
I say like I'm gonna be at the mall at this time. I show up at the mall. Police has to like take me to a bike rack. I don't know how they knew that I got there. Oh, my cousin was there before me, and they were like, Mario, you can't come. Really? And I was like, wait, what's going on? And they were like, police is barricading everyone. They're creating lines. People are being crazy. Blah blah. And I'm like, who's showing up? Is Kim here? Oh my god! I'm so confused. Yeah. Then I I showed up. Um, police cars were like surrounding a like a bike shack and that's where they had to hide me until they had everything like situated. You were literally Hannah Montana. It was the most (laughs) insane experience and then I walk out of the bike shack with like 18 security guards around me. The girls, thank you girls, tore their like uniforms off, Sharpie stabbed them, like were being so crazy that I had to sprint and run away from like the herd of hundreds of people and like the police like line was like being demolished, so all I saw was just like people falling, and then I had to turn around and start running with my cousin into a um, escaping police car. That might be my coolest story I've ever actually Wait, had. Wait, that's insane. That's insane, Mark. Yeah, I'm a star. What? No, yeah, y'all are pissed. Sorry. <laughs> Look um, at your hoodie. I'm like, and this <laughs> is why everywhere. I act the way I act. Actually, yeah. this makes sense. No, that is peak like feeling the the numbers in your life kind of thing. How old were you at that time? 17, 17 probably. And how many people would you estimate were there at the mall? I actually don't know. Yeah. I, I didn't even get a chance to like do any of the meet. Well, a little bit of the meet and greet before it got crazy, but it could have, I probably could have gone forever. I don't know. I mean, that is insane. Mm-hmm. What what were you feeling like in the moment? And now looking Scared. back, what, what do you feel like? Um, in the moment, terrified. Really? Just so scared because I was like, my family, I don't want anyone to get hurt. I don't want the girls to get hurt. I don't want yeah. the police officers to be mad, and then I don't want to get hurt. Mm-hmm. So I was just scared and confused, that rightfully so. Was your family there with you? Yeah, because we thought it was going to be, like, way more chill. Like, I've done a million, me- I toured for two years straight, like, mm-hmm. everywhere in the world. Like, it's just, like, I've done this so many times, I never expected that to be the outcome. Mm-hmm. What was your hometown? Yeah. And, like, Latin people are great. Like, the Latin fans are so hardcore it's insane mm-hmm. looking back on that moment in your life like how do you feel proud a lot of the time clearly like last year i went through like you know the team changes and all of that stuff uh-huh. and just like feeling not so big and feeling small and just like feeling not very like confident but then i think of things like that and i'm like girl people like you for a reason like you you know what you're doing you're doing it for a reason so i'm glad i have that memory because it brings confidence actually mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. That's so interesting to me that you say, like, you know, last year when I blah, 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 because from my perspective, Mario, I'm not just like here to gas you up. But like, I'm just saying, like, I would never in a million years think that you would doubt yourself ever. Seriously. I I think I do a good job of like hiding it Mm -hmm. so bad, like so like so well. Um, Last year was awful. Really? Yeah. In terms of confidence and like just like believing in myself in any way shape or form do you think that was your worst year in terms of that yes. mentally N- not like depression and anxiety but um like self-doubt con- yeah like i i felt so like small and like i i brought people around me in my like close circle which is the worst thing to do also if you were like have something going for so long and you like know what works for you to bring someone else new in that like disrupts the entire synergy that's going on like that's what happened to me and i was just like Oh, you don't believe it. Like it was just it got so bad. And you know when you put like faith in other people and yeah. you want them you want to hear good things from them, but mm-hmm. then you don't hear that and you're just like, So I'm doing everything wrong mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I'm worthless. Mm-hmm. That was me. It sounds like you had energy suckers around you. Yeah, and I don't want to blame people, but mm-hmm. as soon as like 
the ties were cut in December because mm-hmm. I was like, I need to go into this new year like so clean slated. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, I'm going to drown. But um, as soon as I did that, like I'm posting on YouTube again consistently. I'm Period. Like, filming. I'm going on a trip in two days. I just came back from New York. Like I'm like, change is hard for me, I think. Well, that's funny that you say that because you would think someone like you would be so used to change by now. But the thing, the funny thing about change is that it's never really easy. I agree. Yeah. I would also assume that I'm really good at it. Yeah. Because like, you felt you've dealt with so much change even as a child. Mm-hmm. But it's still hard as you grow up. Yeah. What do you feel like has been we talked about your worst year, I guess, self-doubt wise. What do you feel like has been your best year of life so far? You ask good questions. Wait. <laughs> um, Thanks, Mario. I really like the year that, and I know we're really throwing it back here, but when I was touring, mm-hmm. just getting into, I didn't appreciate it in the moment as much. Like, you know, when you're young, Absolutely. you just don't appreciate You don't tap into what's going on. But going, like, with friends and family and meeting, like, fans around the world and, like, getting to visit all these cities and new countries and all that stuff, I'm like, what kind of life? Like, that was iconic. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. And I got to travel and I got to show my mom, like, Paris and she like, I'm just like, so that I think that to me, if I could do that every single year, I probably would. That's insane. You really most. lived that year. A hundred percent. And every single day was something. Mm-hmm. Like, it, whether it was getting on a plane or, like, making content in a new city or just, like, doing a meet and greet or a show or preparing also that we had rehearsals because I would sing on tour mm-hmm. so I would rehearse for a couple months get my in-ears done like it was just like it was very fun to tour crazy that was my favorite time okay I want to dissect that moment in your life a little bit mm-hmm. how did that even come to fruition it was one of the first things that came with my career yeah I was which going... is crazy so it... not normal right it, it was probably because of the MacCon boys it was that era oh now that I'm thinking about it. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. okay so I started on You Now and was just going live every day and I had a good audience. I audience. built a good audience. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So And uh, You Now at the time was like what now? Like TikTok Live? No, there's nothing like You Now. And I want us to talk about this because I feel like we're both OG, so uh-huh. we understand like the difference and like yeah. depth yeah. when it comes to like <laughs> fan bases and shit like that. You Now was special because everyone that was on that platform was a part of the like You Now community and then it was just such an engaging time. Like I would, I would go live and I would have like thousands and thousands of people watching me with like every single person like were commenting and playing games and all that stuff. So everyone was really a part of the community. With that, I think um, the touring company saw the power that we had with that. What were you doing on the, the lives? Um, the like the I don't talking, talking, having a good time with my friends. And you were what sixteen at the time? Fifteen. Fifteen at probably. the time. Fifteen. 16. And did your parents know you're going live every day? Mm-hmm. Okay, they did. Mm-hmm. Oh. Do they like it? No. Okay. They took down my door at one point. Fair. Mm-hmm. I was in a high school of arts trying to like balance a million things. Like it was just like they were like, "What the f- what the hell are you doing?" Yeah. yeah. And was everyone at your high school like, "Oh my gosh, this guy is famous"? I was thinking about. I, I was with my friend from home literally a couple of days ago, and I was thinking about this. Bitches were crazy. <laughs> you bitches are actually insane. And honestly, get a life. They would literally take pictures of me in the library, make a fake fan page, and like post like. Like, imagine, I was thinking about this, like, that's, my friend was laughing about it, but that's bullying. No, it is. What if I was a weak-minded person? Oh, wait, sorry, no offense if you're weak-minded. But <laughs> what if I was really weak and I, like, couldn't take that sort of shit? Thank God I don't give a fuck and I know no, I'm better literally. than all of you, but oh my God. That was awful. They would just bully me all the time. And I didn't realize then I don't think that it was bullying. I was just, like, more so scared to just get my picture taken. Mm-hmm. But looking back and I'm like... Go to your homework. No, it's crazy. Did you have any solid friends through that time that weren't 
I guess flip floppy. I did have friends, and I think I ended up just like carrying two high school friends with me, like to my adulthood mm-hmm. life, and she's one of them, which is awesome. Yeah, I mean, I understand why people wouldn't keep in touch after that because it's like I was there for two years mm-hmm. and I, I dipped and then went on tour. People were probably scared to reach out. Yeah, I feel like sometimes too. I mean, I'm way smaller than you, but like sometimes I'll meet up with people or I'll run into them when I'm back in my hometown. They're like, "Oh my god, like you're the exact same." I'm like, "Yeah." Like, well, yeah, yeah of I would I am. I would but I hope. think people think because sometimes people do go, they move to LA and they completely change their life and act different, you know? And I get it sometimes. I wonder if I did. I wonder, like, look, I really wonder if I've changed or not. Yeah. I don't know if I, I don't think I have. I don't feel like I have. Mm-hmm. I feel like morally and values wise, like, core me is still the same, but I do think. Well, of course, you've changed in different ways. Yeah. Yeah. But morally and, yeah, your core is probably very similar, which is awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much to Apartments.com for sponsoring this episode of Making Moves. Apartments.com believes a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit Apartments.com, the place to find a place. This podcast is sponsored by Monarch Money. Are you saving to reach your financial goals? Reaching those goals isn't just about getting more money, but by managing what you have. And the best way to manage your money? Monarch Money. Monarch Money is a new kind of finance app that's intuitive, powerful, ad-free, and takes the headaches out of budgeting. Try it free when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. Monarch puts all your accounts, investments, transactions, and finances at your fingertips. With a complete view of your finances, you'll gain insights on your spending and find new ways to save. Plus, Monarch lets you customize your dashboard, collaborate with your partner, set custom budgets and goals, and track your progress toward them. See why Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it, and why the Wall Street Journal named Monarch Money the best budgeting app overall. Get a 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H money.com slash podcast for your free trial. monarchmoney.com slash podcast. Okay, you were going live on you now, and how many people were tuning in? <laughs> Oh my god! I remember when it was like peak. Every day would just be like ten thousand people watching. Like I mean, that's pretty it's, crazy. Uh, it was so fun. Every there's day. nothing like this now. No, let's talk about it. There's nothing like this now. Mm-mm. Where's the communities? Where's the people? Where's the loyalty? Where's the love? It was a lot more diehard. I feel like back in the day. Do you think because there were less of us? Yeah. So people. I think there were less creators, and I think it was so new. So it was just like oh my gosh, this person's just documenting their everyday life. Like that was so fresh that it was almost like groundbreaking. But I think at the time it was so like, whoa, this is what other people are doing like on a daily basis. Okay. Maybe. It was just new. Yeah, for sure. You're right. And I will say the only thing that I guess I could compare it to, which I wasn't a you now person, but maybe like streamers. Like oh, you stream Twitch every streamers, day? absolutely. Yeah. Twitch Wait, streamers. Yes, yes, yes. I feel like it's rare to stream and not be streaming, like, playing a game. Yeah, sure. 
Unless it's like TikTok Live now. Yeah. Yeah. But you TikTok Live has kind of been popping up. I feel like it's been going off yeah, a little but it's lately. it's different. They're, just, they're doing battles. Yeah. You know? And they're making coin. 100%. I've done it. <laughs> don't don't play. Yeah. I love um, a TikTok battle. I don't do it anymore, but I, I did like two of them. And I saw I saw what's also fun about it. You like get everyone riled up and like it's have super a good time. Fun. So I understand, but there was something about the like genuine want to just go live every day just to talk to people mm-hmm. and just to, like sh- show things and interact that was like so special. How did you discover you now? In high school, I think someone told me that my friends were doing it. Okay, and so I was like. This is fun. This is cool and exciting. And I'm bored at home alone. Let me try. And then I tried. So you're going live on you now. You're getting 10K viewers per live stream. And someone noticed. And they're like, we need to take this guy on tour. Okay, wait. They noticed before I think I was hitting the 10K viewers. I was probably like 3, 5K. Really? But, yeah. But they noticed that every single day, though, and anytime I go live, people like that show up. So it's like that shows that like if you go to a city, people will probably... Show so up. True. Yeah. Yeah. Because live I is so specific. Yeah. Like the viewer, you have to to tune in live is crazy. And to be engaged for that that amount of hours and like with just whatever the live content's also just like what it is. Yeah. So it's just like you really have to want to be there to be there mm-hmm. and engage. Um, but yeah, he saw it and then he reached out. And my parents were like, "What the hell? No." And then I was like trying to explain a little more to them, like this could be something. And they were like, "Oh wait, this could be something." And they said yes. First tour was, I think, like five or even ten cities. I don't know. And What cities? First city ever, I think, was Houston, Texas. And okay. Like, um, probably like New York, probably L.A. I'm just I'm guessing like the big ones. And what were you doing on tour? That first tour ever, I was new to all of this, so I didn't get to like creatively put my input in. But um, just meet and greet, I think. And I think I also like did a little – I. I choreographed a dance for me and the other guys to do a little dance segment on the tour. Wait, you and the other guys? There were a few other guys, yeah. This was my straight era. (laughs) Wait, was it you now I don't even remember. Oh, yeah, they might have all been you now Wait, so were you not out yet? Fuck no. Shut up. That's, yeah, no, fuck no. Oh, my God. Ew, 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 ew. Sorry. (laughs) Ew, ew. So were all your fans, like, girly Mm. pops being really into you? Were they were the girlies into me? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I get. Oh, I meet. I meet okay. fans maybe daily or okay. Daily's crazy because I don't go out that much. But often, every time I meet a fan, someone will come up to me and go, "I used to have the biggest crush on you." And I'd be like, "Oh," and I just go, "Sorry, I'm gay." <laughs> Sorry. She's like, "I know it's okay." Like, so you were on tour and you did what, like five ish cities? Uh huh. And then when was the big world tour? I-, I think as soon as we got off that tour, he was like, "This is cool. Let's keep going." So they renewed it. I think we they flew me out to probably to Texas to like do rehearsals again, and then we had a bigger tour announcement. Oh my god, it was so fun! There was so much that went into it. Was it the same group? Um, semi. Okay. Some of the people. And how many people were coming to meet you, like on tour, a lot. Like, like, per show? In the smaller cities, like a few hundred. Like the big big tour, it was like over five hundred every city, and then like the big cities, I was I don't even know what the number was, mm-hmm. but it was just like a really good time. I mean, that's time. crazy. Yeah. Looking back. Were you like, holy shit, I can't believe I did that? Hell yeah. Looking back, um, well, not holy shit, I did that. I can't believe I did that. But like, I'm so lucky that I got to do that and mm-hmm. experience that and know what that is like. 
I'm very, I actually think about this a lot. Like, a, a lot of people in LA now, a lot of influencers don't get to have, like, the range of, like, I got to tour, like, a MatCon boy, and then I also got to be in COVID, where it's just, like, you, no one gets to see you. I feel like I got to live a lot of, like, the influencer roller coaster. Okay. That I'm very thankful for now, because there's moments that we need to humble ourselves, mm-hmm. and there's moments we need to bring out that, like, star power that you need, and mm-hmm. I feel like I have more of a grasp on that. I feel like you got to experience the ultimate seeing the views in real life type of thing. Yeah. Because that is always so mind boggling to me. Like thinking about if I'm in SoFi Stadium watching a football game and thinking like, okay, this stadium holds like what, 75,000 people, like 75K views, I think about. And I'm like, oh my God. Okay, I don't like that. Isn't that crazy? Uh I didn't like that. (laughs) But then you think about SoFi and you're like, holy shit, this is huge. But sometimes I'm like 75K views isn't. Not that it's not that many because it is a lot of views, but when you think about it with the amount of people in real life, that's insane. Sick. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when you went on the world tour, what were your favorite cities you got to visit? Um, Paris, I loved a lot. Kind of, actually. I didn't get to like do anything except for work, mm-hmm. but still loved it. Um, Amsterdam, I think, was really cool. It mm-hmm. was different for me to see as like a young child. Mm-hmm. London. London so was cool. sick with my family. Actually, that's a great memory. I remember me and my mom in like her coats and stuff. Aww. And it was cute. When did you come to terms with your sexuality? At this moment in time, you're on tour. Did you? No idea. You had trauma no idea? Blocked. I, no, I think I trauma. I have no idea what I was thinking. I don't know where I was mentally. Got I don't it. know if I trauma blocked it or something. I talked about it in my coming out video. I'm like, do more research. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I said, um, I think uh, something that held me back from coming out for a long time, and it's not y'all's fault. I love you, seriously, and I'm grateful. But obviously having the girls, like, you know, knowing me a certain way and, like, praising me a certain way and, like, loving me a certain way, Mm -hmm. to rip that away was very um, too much for me. Well, it's scary. It's scary without all of that. Yeah. It's so scary without all of that. Yeah. But with that on top of it, I cannot even imagine. Yeah, so that's why I'm like, I don't know what I was feeling. I think I was just trying to navigate it every day. Mm -hmm. And also not, I was trying not to think about it. I don't think I was thinking about it every day. Also, I was with guys all the time and I was like in hotel rooms and then a show and then a rehearsal and then make, it's just like everything was so chaotic and quick that I was just like, there were other issues Mm -hmm. at the forefront of my mind. So what age were you when you made the coming out video? Maybe 18. 18? Okay. Maybe. Amazing. And how was the response? From your perspective. Graceful, beautiful. I don't know. I really don't know. It was nice. It was normal. Mm-hmm. It was just like a, what I would expect. Amazing. Like if anyone comes out, just be supportive. Thank God. Yeah. Seriously. Seriously. And how was it coming out to your family? I came out to my mom and my sister while I was like on the toilet. And then. On the toilet? Yeah. Number two. Okay. Um, that's so Elvis of you. <laughs> I was scared to come out to my dad because, you know, we're Hispanic and shit like that. So I was mm-hmm. like, mom, like, will you tell dad? And she was like, what? Like, you tell dad. I was like, fuck, okay. And then I think she gave him a little heads up, and then we had a conversation. They came to visit me, like, in November or October last year. Last year is crazy. Like, we're in 2024. That's insane. But they came to visit me, and my dad, we were driving to, like, Target to go buy bug spray, because I was like, Dad, there's bugs in my house. And he was like, okay. That's obviously a dad errand. Yeah. I'm like, come on, please. And while we were there, he got silent for a second. I was like, "Mm mm-mm. And then he goes... Mario, we have to talk about this. I go, what? He goes, you need a boyfriend. Like, you need a you need a relationship. Like, what's going on? You like, you need to be taken. I was like, wait, please stop talking about this right now. I'm gonna crash the car into a light post. <laughs> like, I appreciate. But then I got home and I was like, he, like he was I bug spraying. That. And I go to my mom and sister. I go, 
dad just said that I like need to get in a relationship. That was really beautiful. Cute. And they were like, oh. But I was like, ew. It was just awful. It's so uncomfortable. I mean, I, when my dad's like, have you been on any dates? I'm like, oh, don't ask me that. Like, it's just weird. And you're weird. a woman? Yeah. Oh, okay, wait. <laughs> so then I'm chilling. Never mind. Yeah, I think it's just one of those things. Oh, this feels weird, like, talking to my dad about uh-huh, uh-huh, sometimes. Uh-huh. Like, my love life, you know? Awful. But moms, it's different because it's just, like, that's at least me and the girls. Me. Yeah, yeah, no, that's me, like and, the me and the girls. It's yeah. so different. <laughs> and I feel like moms just get it versus dads, like, it's sometimes hard for them to wrap around, wrap their head around things. Like my dad will be 100%. like, "Hundred percent, yeah." 100%. I feel like it's hard to sometimes connect. I mean, I literally talk to my dad. I mean, love him to death, but like the things he loves to talk to me about are sports, my car registration, taxes, insurance. <laughs> Do we have the same dad? Yeah, <laughs> like, no, okay, like wait. that's what that's the conversation with every dad, right? Oh wow, that's insane. Okay, bug spray. But I love. I I've been like this era of my life. I keep telling my younger sister like you're gonna love our parents soon. I promise because I oh. love talking to those bitches. Yeah, they're amazing. They're dope. Uh huh. And they get it, and they're just looking out for me, and I love them. Yeah. Who would have thought? Wait, that's so beautiful. <laughs> I, I've always loved my parents, and I've always said like I want to give everything that they've given to me back. Mm-hmm. But just now, I'm like way more appreciative. Also, I think just being belittled by people um, closest to me mm-hmm. last year. Absolutely. I'm like, let me keep the good ones. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My blood. Yeah, my blood. <laughs> my bloodline. They want the good for me. What made you appreciate them so much in addition to being surrounded by some shitty people you feel? I think I'm always, and it's honestly like a bad thing because I there's a lot of guilt in my heart all the time, which is awful. But I think about just my mom going to tour with me and then having to be apart from my dad and like them moving from Chile to here, probably just for us. Which like, is insane. Just like so many Huge little sacrifice. things that I'm just like, <gasps> they've done so much for me. So I have to do everything in my power. Like I, there were there were points where I'm like depressed as shit and I'm like, I'm not going to work. I'm not going to do anything. Career's over. Never that. But thinking those things and I'm like, wait, no, because you have to literally take your family to Bali and you have to take your family to Mykonos and buy their ha- buy them a house and like buy them a car just like um, anything i can do mm-hmm. to give back even though they don't want that or need it i mean that's incredible i just appreciate them what are some things you've learned from them growing up that you still keep in your core to this day my dad is really financially responsible wow he does not spend well i get a call every month being like what the hell is wrong with you? Like the spending is insane. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just a girl. Like it's honestly, it's really hard. <laughs> it's really, it's really hard for me out here in LA. <laughs> That's literally me with my dad. I'm just a girl. No, I'm, I'm working on it though. I really am working on budgeting. Um, yeah, you told me that at the summer Fridays. Good. Like, okay. You were like, I'm working on budgeting. Yeah. And it's true. I am. <laughs> I was in New York and I only bought a sweater. That's huge for me. That is progress. That's huge for me. Congrats. Dad. Listen, actually, you only speak Spanish. Wait, he's still only fluent in Spanish? 100%. Just became a citizen. Good Wait, for him. congrats. But, like, That's can't awesome. even speak the language fluently by. But, but he it, had to take the test. The test is hard. Yeah, yeah. He's so funny. He, like, does not. He was literally going to wait, like, to not have to take the test, just, like, to live here a certain amount of years. And uh-huh. I was like, dude, you are the last one in the family who doesn't have the citizenship. Just get it done. Can your mom speak English? Better. She okay. takes classes. She's diligent. She, wow. like, wants to learn. Not my dad. He just like he likes to do his business work that I don't even know if he does it in Spanish or English. Probably Spanish. 
and then he likes to play tennis and soccer and pickleball now. Oh, I love pickleball. I love pickleball. You play? Wait, Do you we play? Need to play? Yeah. Oh my god, I just got two paddles oh god, sent in the mail. Oh yeah. my gosh, I'm obsessed. I'm I play all the time. Okay, wait, we have to play. Also, please, actually, you burn so many calories while playing pickleball. This is what the girlies aren't talking about enough. The other day, I played. I'm not kidding you. Like an hour and a half of pickleball, I burned. Over a thousand calories via my Apple Watch. And wow. I believe everything it says. I believe it. Yeah. Yeah, 100%. I also, your ass. Yeah. Oh my God. I went home for the holidays, played pickleball with my dad and my sister. And you Such got a, a fat time. ass. Ow. Oh, I, the way I could not walk, the cheeks were like <laughs> stiff. The cheeks were bricks. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. We have to play. Hurt so bad. Absolutely. I'm obsessed. It's Are so you good? fun. I would say I'm pretty decent. I'm pretty decent, too. Okay, period. Let's do it. I played tennis growing up. Me, too. So, okay, perfect. Yeah. I love, I'm not going to lie, I love playing with someone who's pretty good. Me, too. Because it makes me better. Yeah, 100%. And it's more of a workout. When I play with my dad versus my sister, I'm like, okay, let's get it on. Yeah, no, literally. <laughs> love you, sis, though. You're iconic and really good at this, and I'm really proud of you, real estate queen. Sorry. See, it's my mom that's good. The moms be going crazy oh in the God. Midwest I with wish pickleball. Could play. They, like, I feel like uh, parents in general, they love pickleball. And that's what's awesome about it is when you grow up, you can still play it. Yeah. Okay. So things that he, your parents have taught you, your dad's very financially savvy. Mm -hmm. So what has he taught you? He's taught me things that I didn't listen to. And now looking back, I'm like, God, I should have listened to you so bad. Like what? Like spending a large amount of money on rent. I think I talked to you about this on yeah. Summer Fridays a little bit. He was like, you're stupid. You are dumb. Put this into, well, first of all, I also, while touring and all that stuff, I will give him the credit. Like, I invested my money into properties and stuff like that. So I'm very, Into like, properties? Yeah, like, thanks to what him. What properties? In Florida. Whoa. So do you have rental properties? Well, yes. <laughs> well, yes. And you still have them? <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Wait, Mario, this Wait, is insane. I'm getting honestly nervous. Um, <laughs> you own rental properties? Yeah, thanks to my dad. He he does. I think that's what he does for a living ish. Okay. Maybe. And he runs them like Airbnbs or VRBO. You no, know, just like um, where people rent them. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's incredible. I don't think of myself as like a business person. We were just talking about how I need to take on eight meetings next week. I don't. I can't. And I freaks me out. But I have to. So. Do you feel like that's your biggest weakness when it comes to being a content creator, like the business side of things? It's not that I'm like. I I bet if I like was here like and wanted to do it like I really would be good at it it's just like I don't want to do that I don't want to deal with that I want to just like focus on creating focus on dreaming the big goals the like all of the things that matter to me yeah and I get that business is such an important part of our job so like I understand but like I don't want to like I, that's why we have teams so they can deal with that yeah that's why it. some of us have teams <laughs> <laughs> okay so your dad while you were young was like hey you should invest this money uh-huh in rental properties and was there anything else he said you should invest in it no i always was like let's get an account and let's invest in this and he was just like okay whatever but um one thing that he was always saying is like don't throw your money away in rent like stop spending like i was just like i want to live in a beautiful place it'll make me want to do so much content and blah 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 girl it's not your environment it's you first of all because i would always say i lived in a house with a movie theater room i've lived in a house with like four stories of just like None of it matters at the end of the day. You can live in a... I lived in a one-bedroom apartment for a minute, and it was, like, the best I've ever had because I had my perfect little window, and I had my perfect little setup and mm -hmm. my bed and everything. It was just, like, it doesn't matter on the space sometimes. But he was just, like, don't spend money on rent, and I did. I threw so much money out on rent. It was, like, actually sick. How much? I'm, like, I could calculate it, but I don't know. But yeah. L.A. rent is just crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. And then I was just, like... 
dad, I need to do it for myself. He was like, and I did it. Was he wanting you to more so buy a property? Well, he was just like, if you're going to spend that much, you should at least buy. But also he wasn't helping me in buying. So honestly, like, (laughs) but I understand now. Now I'm like, oh, my God. Anyone that tells me they pay that much in rent, I'm like, you are so silly. You are so silly because just no one should be doing that. No one, no matter if you're making like, doesn't matter how much money you're making. I'm so sorry. Just don't throw money away like that. Mm-hmm. But also, I'm taking. I think it's my dad engraving his um money thing. Well, it's true. Yeah. It is true. It's rent is crazy, and I can't even imagine like what is crazy to me is that New York's even more expensive than LA, and LA is expensive. I know. And that's where you want to go. <gasps> Your dad taught you financial advice. What about your mom? What did she teach you growing up? Oh, God. I was trying to think of something positive. She taught me how to be stubborn, but that's not positive. I think she just taught me how to be, like, emotionally, like, understand my emotions. She's a psychologist. Oh, wow. She she was a psychologist and now works with my dad. She was a psychologist in Chile. Um, Wow. Yeah, so now I ask her a lot of things just, like, about friendships and life and all these things because I'm, like, Girl, you you studied it. Like, what's going on? I don't. She just taught me how to like hone in mm-hmm. on specific things and like compartmentalize wow. emotions and situations. So how do you do that? Well, actually, not well now. I probably need to get back into like working with her through that or a therapist, honestly, like a real one. But essentially, it would just be you know, in when you're touring or anything like really chaotic and stuff. I think or on set even, you have to focus on doing your scene really well, but then also there's probably a million things going on in the personal life. And then you also have like your team and your trailer talking to you about a million things. So I used to get really like overwhelmed to the point where I would just like um, be numb with everything and just Mm -hmm. like kind of float through it all. And I would just talk to her and she would just like be like, you're here, you have to focus on this right now and tell like your manager, like let's hold off on this for a couple hours. Mm -hmm. And then like just kind of helping me like compartmentalize Think so I can be the best at this, then be the best and at be this. And be present in yeah. whatever's in front of your face. Yeah. I struggled with, like, presence. That's hard. Sometimes. It is hard. I feel like it's also hard just with anyone, like, being truly present with our phones now being in front of us. Like, it's such a, almost like a coping mechanism. Like, we're, like, constantly tied into the phone. Or, like, if we don't want to be a part of something, we're, like, acting like we're on our phone. Yeah. Like, in the elevator, oh my God, yeah. <laughs> the amount of times I'm acting like I'm on my phone and I'm not. Like, why stop do I do doing that? It. You have to stop doing it. Slowly. I've, I've slowly stopped to do it. Truly. Because I, I don't like this thing as much anymore. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Have you ever had that happen where you're, like, fully present and you feel a shift? That is such an interesting question. Um, yes, I feel like I talk about all the time. One of my favorite feelings in the world is having like an insanely great conversation where we're both we're like locked in when Uh I'm having an amazing conversation. We're like finishing each other's sentences. I'm learning so much. I'm like immersed in it. And sometimes I recognize when I'm in that like, holy shit, it's happening. Okay. okay, I'm like, oh, my God. Like I'm. It just feels like a dance. Fluid, what we're doing. Yeah. yeah, it feels like, oh my gosh, this is so candid. This is so real. This is so, it, it, it's perfect. It's like yeah. we're just literally finishing each other's sentences. I do sometimes recognize like, holy shit, it's happening because it's rare. Yeah. Most of the time I'll look back and be like, that was really great. Wow. Versus like being in the moment recognizing, holy shit, I'm so present right now. Yeah. It's more so I'll look back on that and be like, that was a fabulous conversation. I should go do that again. Wait, I love that. I need to have more moments like that. <laughs> for me, it's more so when I'm watching something, I think I get out of my head for the first time ever. And I feel like I'm not. I'm just like. Oh, like when you're watching a show or something? No, like 
seeing anything. It could be anything. Like it could be a show. It could be just people watching. It could be like listening to someone talk. Like I'm just like, I feel a sort of like, I leave my head for a second. I'm just like here. Whoa. And that doesn't happen to me often. I think I live in my head. Not mm-hmm. that I'm thinking about it, so maybe that's why. I mean, same. I think a lot of us do. Even, do you ever have the moments where you're like, well, I can't get out of my head right now? Every day yeah. <laughs> of my life. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Every day. Every day. It's crazy. Yeah. Is it, maybe, is that anxiety? Like, generalized anxiety, or what is that? I'm not entirely sure. I would definitely attribute it, or some of it, to being anxiety. Yeah, I wonder what it is. Probably anxiety would love to be present honestly making that a goal this year Mm -hmm. to be completely present okay so what actions are you going to take to help accomplish that goal god i hate you because you're really trying to put action to my words okay to get to my goals i will put my phone down more i will also i like what you said i'm gonna probably try and like have deeper conversations which with me might be a little hard but um i feel like that might be really good Mm -hmm. and be sober because I feel like that takes you like that makes you be more present right because yeah. I, I feel like at every party I go to or did go to last year I was always having to like get a little drinky in me to talk to people uh-huh. not this year Good I don't need you. I don't need that this year yeah I'm just gonna be here yeah and you, you know what, you what? <laughs> I one thing I've learned I'm doing 75 hard right now I know I follow and <laughs> Mario you're the best um I one thing I've noticed about socializing is because I've been going to parties sober and I've noticed who is a great conversationalist versus really who's not and like who needs a drink as a crutch, which Mm. I'm not judging. Like sometimes people need that and that's totally fine. But my goal is to be a great conversationalist and socializer. Same. With not, without needing a crutch. Like I always hear that I'm... (laughs) Yeah, check this one out. I always hear that I'm like a, the life of the party. Like, yeah. I'm so fun. I'm such a good time. You like, are. Pe- like, but what if I'm not like, like, I want to be that all the time. Like, not with the drinking inside of me. I feel like you. Uh, at the I just get Fridays, nervous. I get nervous. I get okay. Nervous. I mean, everyone does. Yeah. Um, At the Summer Fridays event, were you drinking? Um, Champagne. Okay. I, but I had like, two glasses of champagne. Okay. Because I thought you were like so life of the party, so fun, so kind. Champagne. Like, I left that conversation being like wow he made me feel so good like i really love him i that's my best that's my favorite compliment i don't know if you actually said it as like a compliment just now but <laughs> i got it on my birthday someone swiped up it and was said, an insult yeah <laughs> i'm leaving someone um, on your birthday yeah they dm'd me and they go um it was the first time i ever heard someone say it but i'm like this might be true about me it's because i do focus on this a lot i she was like i love you so much happy birthday like you are so loving and like so good at making people feel seen and that to me was like that was the that that's a compliment I've like wanted my entire life, I think. Just like your actions towards other like I don't know. I do if I feel anyone like walking three steps behind or like not getting someone just got a hug, but then I see this person not getting a hug, immediately my brain is like, hug this person now. Yeah. Bring them in. No one's like that. Or not no one, but a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people are not like that. And I pride that I'm like that. So hearing that from her mm-hmm. was insane, sickening. I love yeah. that. And then semi hearing it from you just now. <laughs> I just remember specifically at that event, our conversation was so short and sweet, but I remember being very impressed by you. And because you know what I mean? Like, I feel like a lot of people are good at doing the small talk, especially in this influencer world. They're really good at blowing smoke up your ass or just like saying what they say to everyone. Yeah. And I felt like what you said to me was short but sweet, but 
very intentional and it felt genuine. That's how any my, conversation my should POV. be. And I was like, oh my God, he is such, like, I, I was like, wow, you're really a real one. Cause I don't know you that well, but I was like, wow, he's really a real one. And it made me feel so good about myself, whether it was true or not. Completely true. I'm that, I <laughs> But I left and I literally went to dinner with my friends afterwards. And I was like, guys, do you know Mario? He is so Aww. nice. He literally just made my day. Wait, that's Seriously. so sweet. I'm glad. I'm happy. And I, I hate that people even question conversations in LA like that pisses that's why I want to move to New York that's why I want to get the hell out of here but also like I don't know what I'm gonna do but I don't like that here people will just say anything not mean it blow smoke up your ass mm -hmm. for no reason like mm -hmm. I any conversation I'm having like I was saying it short and sweet too because that's mm -hmm. exactly how I felt it is the genuine truth mm -hmm. and if I'm not saying the truth and I'm not gonna say anything at all I don't know why people like struggle with that in Los Angeles mm -hmm. oh well I think it's I attribute a lot of it to the people we're surrounding ourselves with. I don't think it's everyone in Los Angeles. I don't think it's the city. I get it. Everyone has to protect themselves out here, kind of. So mm -hmm. I, I understand that aspect, but like, not that much. Mm -hmm. Like, we're all human at the end of the day. Yeah. I feel like I struggle with this too, but it's so obvious who's blowing smoke and who isn't. Or do you feel like everyone across the board is pretty much blowing smoke? I might be oblivious. Like, I don't know. I have a... I have a tough time differentiating when people are like blowing smoke up my ass or just like, I don't, I actually don't know. I don't know. Uh -huh. So maybe my entire argument that I've had this past like 10 minutes is like completely invalid. I think it's, it's really a tough thing in LA. It is a tough thing. A tough I, thing I don't think this is a thing we can hone in on. No, like, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. I feel like I'm, I'll be talking about it and I'm like believing what I'm saying in the moment. And then I'm like, fuck, I'm thinking of a person who screwed me over. Do yeah. You know what I mean? It's just like, so situational. You're right. It very, it, it, it varies. What I will say, though, is like, I think a lot of people like to blame influencers for blowing smoke, which I agree. Like, they do blow smoke and they are full of shit sometimes. But I think even non-influencer people can be just as shitty. My creator self wants to stand up for the awesome creators who are genuine and who are great people. Yeah. Who, like, get categorized into that, oh, LA creators suck mm -hmm. type of thing. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think... I mean, I love my New York creator friends, but I don't think they're way better. Okay. I would say. I like that. You know yeah. what I mean? Nice. Because I think a lot of people are like, oh, New York people are so real. Which like- That's I, what I think. Personally. Yeah, which so, yeah. I agree. They probably are to an extent, but I'm like, I do know a lot of awesome, real down-to-earth LA creators. Yeah, you're like, it's not the city, it's you. <laughs> it's not the apartment, it's you. It's not the city, it's you. Okay? That's the point. <laughs> But I will say, like, I would say if you're going to compare L.A. and New York, L.A. probably is a lot more phony than New York people, just in general. I want to talk about right now in your life, you're making a lot of changes. This podcast is called Making Moves. What are you trying to do in your life to make moves right now? So much. Um, I've told you a little bit about it off camera, but changing. I've had, you know, teams with me my entire life. Right now is the first time in my life that I'm looking for a completely new, I guess that's a whole rebrand then, huh? Mm -hmm. Is that what people call it these days? I guess so, yeah. It, I guess it is, but it's just such a transitional period. It, everything's like up to me to make the choices again, and I feel very like in control of everything. I think last year, I mentioned this in my YouTube video, but um, everything just felt really in the air. Mm -hmm. So I had no control of anything. Nothing felt like, it was just, everything was just like hard to grasp, but now, baby, it's all here. Which is so, amazing. So now I'm gonna get to choose everything. So I. First move I need to make is get my like team together, get the mm -hmm. people that I know have the best interest for me, mm -hmm. will come get me if a tire pops, like all that shit. Mm -hmm. Like need those people around. And then um, my lease is up in April. I am thinking about maybe moving to New York. 
maybe awesome. moving back to Hollywood because, you know, I live in the Valley now. Oh, yeah. So it's a little bit further from like events and mm -hmm. friends and all that stuff. So maybe Hollywood again. Um, I'm back on YouTube posting weekly, which is like a mental strain for sure. And all my friends, Antonio, Amanda, like everyone's like, Mar, you need to get an editor like so bad. And I'm like, not not yet. So, yeah, I'm like struggling with that. But it's making me very happy to like have something to like put a lot of energy towards. Mm -hmm. Um, what about an yeah. editor to rough cut and then you do all the rest? I could actually, I could do that. Cause I that's... was thinking about a rough, cause the cutting, oh my God. Yeah. But like, for example, I filmed a Fortnite video last night with two other friends. How are they going to know whose face to put where and like which screen to put where? I'm, it's I me, it. it's me, it has to be me, I'm sorry. And I don't care that I'll take 48 hours of death <laughs> to put this video up. For now, it's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, it feels very intentional, and that's like my biggest goal of this year is to be intentional mm -hmm. with anything I do. Shit, and I just want to keep working towards like fashion. Like I want to keep, you know, going to New York Fashion Week next month for men's. Um, I so see you in men's high fashion, elevated. I I'm so excited for this rebrand for you because I think it's going to be a chapter that is going to be your most epic chapter yeah i'm excited i don't know what steps need to be taken but i know that like we're gonna work through it and we're gonna take the baby steps together mm -hmm. yeah i'm so excited for you me too thanks i want to talk just a little bit about you being such a great youtuber what do you think makes a great youtuber i've always said this when people ask like what well like how should i get into youtube how should i be a youtuber like my biggest thing i always say is you have to really want to do it if you're gonna do it mm -hmm. like if you just want to do it because you want to make a buck or if you just want to do it because you want to be famous like baby that ain't gonna cut it like you need to if well, I'm also speaking as like a content creator instead of like an influencer. Like it's, I think, do you agree that influencers yeah. and creators are two different things? Yeah. I've really always thought this. An influencer, I feel like will post things daily and stuff like that to influence people and stuff like that. A creator, I think, will take time to like hone in on something, craft it, create and create something. I feel like as a creator, you want to make sure that whatever you're making is really like something for you and like makes you really happy and mm -hmm. makes you really passionate and then you can put that out that's what makes a good youtuber in mm -hmm. my opinion i think you want to well two types of youtubers actually you can either put your all into something and like clearly sh it, it'll show and translate through editing and videos that like you're passionate about it mm -hmm. or be consistent as shit and post daily vlogs every day and then you could be successful that way do you think that would still work on youtube in particular posting a daily vlog every day i, I feel like the paul brothers like kind of showed that it could but do you think that's still a thing? I that could think still work? we're going back, backwards in sort of in terms I of agree. social media, YouTube. I think people are realizing that short form might not be the best forever. Mm -hmm. Thank God y'all are catching up. Um, <laughs> sorry, love TikTok so much. I'm lying. Sorry, I'm no YouTuber at heart. I think I just need like yeah. to really create. I like creating something. Have you seen? Did you see my YouTube video or YouTube channel that I have like a music video, a cover oh, video, a dance video? I'm like. A, a short film. Yeah, I'm like, obsessed. I, You're a great YouTuber. Thank you. Well, I don't even... Thanks, actually. I'm just, let me just take that compliment. I like it. I like it a lot. And if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it well. That's mm -hmm. the thing about me. What about growing your audience? Something I learned a lot of years ago, like it was instilled into my brain, is supply and demand. And I don't know if that is only for business, but what my managers were telling me back in the day was if I supply too much, there won't be a lot of demand. So if I give a lot of content, people won't be like, like wanting it so bad, but if there's a lot of demand and I'm not giving content, th that's also an issue. So there has to be like a, a balance of supply and demand. Oh, that's so interesting. And, you and why I was thinking about this for you is because you post a lot, mm -hmm. like a lot, a lot, a lot. So to try maybe, but I also, I'm, that's why I'm like, I don't know if this is good advice because I don't think so, but try and make the girls demand more. Really? 
I don't, but I don't know if that's good advice. I just heard it and it's yeah. stuck for some reason. No, I, maybe there's something to that. It makes sense in a certain aspect. Like, you know, when celebrities won't show everything and it's mm-hmm. like the curtain kind of, yeah. if you close the curtain a little bit, people want to see what's behind there. Yeah. Okay. I should play with that. I think. Play with it, but also do not take, take it with a grain of salt girl. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like me posting a lot is new. Really? Yeah. Well, actually, but that's the thing. I that's when I started engaging. I think then, huh? Maybe. Yeah. Mm. So I don't know, but I also think that maybe depends on the platform. Yeah. No, it does. And I mean, I people actually, always say with TikTok, like post as much as you can. Hundred percent. And I think actually a lot of feedback I always hear is, put yourself everywhere. I, I'm gonna try it. Okay, we'll try sure. it. I should try everything. <laughs> I think I also went through this era with a couple of my friends when I was, um, we were like really like established already, and we were like. Let's hold back and only post like when we're like at our most iconic, and that did work for a sec. But then you lose grasp of like the realness. Mm. So there's a balance. Got it. What about for someone who's starting out? What advice would you give them? Consistency, always like that. Just like that's it. Consistency as far as like posting every posting day. Content. Yeah, or once a week. Every like if it's YouTube, once a week. If it's like be TikTok consistent every with day, the day. Be consistent with your content. Oh, don't leave the girls like waiting and questioning where you are. I do that a lot and I think it backfires a lot. Really? Yeah, you should not. Imagine your favorite YouTuber. You want to see like, you know, if they go missing, you're like, "Donde está la biblioteca?" Like, I don't want that. Like, How often do you think on YouTube you should be uploading oh, a week? I like once a week. It's a little hard for me, mm-hmm. but I I think once a week is nice. It's consistent. It's like you give the girls time mm-hmm. between videos. And do you do the same day every yeah. week? Okay. Sundays. I'm a Sunday girl too. Yeah, Sundays just feel right. Yeah. I'm like, let me upload and go to the trading post. <laughs> Literally. Okay. What about TikTok? How often do you think people should be uploading on TikTok? You're asking the wrong one. I don't know. I don't know. I post once a, a month. But your ideal scenario, what do you think if someone's starting out? Depends on, oh, if someone's starting out, probably once a day. Once a day? Yeah. Like you need to get your face seen. Mm-hmm. You need to get yourself seen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Amazing. So am I lying about, okay. No, I, I think what you were saying is, True in some aspects. And it it also depends, like, on someone starting out versus someone who's already established. Yeah. I I agree. I I, that's something to think about. I love when someone gives me something to think about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, amazing. Well, Mario, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. What we're done. Okay, I have to pee anyways. Thank you so much for having me, TK. (laughs) Seriously. And anytime you want to have me back, I'm here because you give good questions. You have the talk of the talk. Please come anytime. Um, I just adore you, and I'm so excited for this year for you. Thanks. Me too. Scared but excited. I think it's going to be a really pivotal year. For sure. It might be hard because it's like a transformation year, but you have to look at it that way and embrace it. I think last year was a transformation. This year is the go. This year is the like making moves. Making moves. Wait, I'm so excited for you. Thank you. And I'm rooting for you. Thanks. Thanks. I appreciate it. Where can everyone follow you? Just, you know, around Mario Selman. Look it up. You'll find it. Mario Selman everywhere. Mm -hmm. Guys, send him a DM. Root for him. Please. Give me love. (laughs) Give me support. I need it. Love you guys so much. Thanks for tuning in. And be sure to make someone else's day this week. We love you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.